Welcome to the Millennial Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Louis Julian, or simply Louis. Join me and my friends as we look into the deeper meaning of our everyday lives. Through this podcast, let me open the door of my classroom to you so we can learn how to live the good life and why that's worth pursuing. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify and follow our social media accounts on Facebook, The Millennial Prof Podcast, and Instagram with the handle at themillennialprof.pod. I hope you enjoy and learn something from today's episode. One of the best treasures I would say I as a prof could ever receive is when my former students eventually become some of my closest friends. So for this week's episode, I'm going to be joined precisely by a group of my former students who have now become some of the best people in my life, some of my really, really good friends. So we have Rihanna Bengzon, who we call Beng, Bianca Esguera, Mikey Hasmines, Arvin Parongao, and Zar Villarama. So Beng, Bianca, and Mikey and Arvin graduated from college in 2019, while Zar graduated in 2018. So I think they've had about two to three years of experience in the professional world. And that's relevant because whenever we would hang out, especially over drinks, lol, (laughs) one of the things we inevitably talk about is, well, work, or more specifically, how we've been at work. So things like how the office culture is like, or how our bosses and workmates are like, or whether or not we're still happy with where we are. So, you know, uh, things that a lot of young adults talk about too, right? Uh, Or sometimes, you know, we would really just rant about work. And so we figured that it might be good to record some of these discussions for this podcast. Uh, Not just for ranting purposes, maybe not even for ranting purposes at all, but really to help those who are applying to take on some job in the future, those who are discerning about, you know, whether or not they should resign. So if that's you, ayan, this episode is for you. That's why we're calling it Usapang Trabaho. <laughs> and who knows, this might be a recurring episode type throughout this podcast. Though. Especially because a lot of young adults really deal with things like this, as I said. Now, uh, because our discussions were so substantial and insightful, I felt like it wouldn't do our time together any justice if you know, I significantly trimmed our discussion to under an hour for the sake of the podcast, just to keep the retention up. So I decided to make this a two-part episode. So see, extra special, a two-part episode. This week, I'll be releasing the first half where we talk more specifically about uh, resignations, finding growth at work, uh, the privilege even of being able to look for different kinds of work. And you might really like this one the differences in generational attitudes with regard to work. So uh, this refers to how baby boomers and Gen Xers, you know, normally our parents and grandparents, how they see work, how they see career, and comparing it to how millennials and Gen Zers uh, see career. So you might really want to tune in for that part of this, this week's discussion. Then next week, we'll talk about how to deal with bosses and, you know, what a good work environment is. So really, a lot of stuff to talk about. So I hope you all tune in for the next two episodes, especially if you also have these career concerns. And of course, more than just learn, I hope you also enjoy this Usapang Trabaho episode. 
before we start this week's episode, let me tell you about Anchor. And yes, I am doing ads now because we are leveling up. One of the biggest reservations I had about starting a podcast was how to edit and distribute my episodes. I thought it would take ages for me to fix my sound clips. I thought it would take all of these, you know, complicated procedures for me to get my podcast out there. But with Anchor, none of those things became a problem at all. And making a podcast became so much easier and more fun. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. And who doesn't want free stuff? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one easy place. So what are you waiting for? Go download the Anchor app right now or visit anchor.fm. I repeat, that's anchor.fm. And just like me, you'll overcome your fear of making podcasts and you can finally get your voice out there. So this is our third conversation episode. And in fact, this is going to be the first roundtable conversation episode. And I can't think of anyone better to invite here than you need these people here. I mean, the past two episodes have been my college friends who are profs. So you have Serge, you have Mackie. But then, you know, I mean, I also really wanted to have on the show former students, most especially former students who become really, really, really great friends. And again, really, no better group than this. So what what, what is your name? I mean, you're the log core for me. Like in my head, whenever I whenever it's identified in my head, it's the log, my log core friends. And no, nga naman. I mean, you, you became friends because of the logistics committee of RSM. But other than that, did you ever think of a name <laughs> for yourselves in that? Or you really are the log core people? <laughs> we, we Let's have just a not name. say the we name in public. <laughs> we, have, we have a real name. Yeah, we have a name. <laughs> but okay. I'll just say the other name. We're also JT. Like, that's the... That's a, it was a girl trans. Because our idol is um, trans. <laughs> girl trans group. <laughs> You are not in how do you sleep, Bella? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I feel bad, we just we just listen to that. Like, how do you sleep? Wow, wonderful. <laughs> but I'd love to hear the the censored uh, <laughs> name off air. <laughs> so, unfortunately, for those of you listening tonight, uh, well, <laughs> wank wank, not gonna hear that. Okay, so yun I mean, why am I inviting these people for this particular episode? Number one, because they're really great friends. And number two, I remember in one of our earlier calls in the pandemic, I think one of the things that we often talked about was where we are, where we were in terms of work. Okay, like um, were we still happy with where with where we worked, uh, or are we thinking of transferring? Okay, so uh, this episode's really more about career transitions, or specifically. Trying to answer that age-old question, na yung tinatanong pa ng mga ninuno natin, which is, resign na ba ako? <laughs> or should I move to, uh, like, should, should I leave my place of work, or or should I um, switch careers or whatever? And I'm sure the people here in this call have a lot to say about that. No, I mean, especially because they've been through career transitions in their lives, no, and probably some of them are even going through that now. Okay, so. 
let, let let's hear about that though. I mean, from each one of you, just very briefly, like, uh, are you currently going through a career transition now, right? And what are your reasons for going through that career transition? Or maybe not a career transition, but a job transition within that career. Arvin, go ahead. Okay, sure. Um, so I can start. So I I tried moving jobs. It's actually my third time already. Um, and it's also kind of a career shift in a sense. So for my three previous experiences, lahat sila e-commerce. So yun. I, I will, I'll just gloss over the, uh, the first two and then the third one I'll focus a bit more on. So the first one, it was, was, it was more of a, a management issue. And then the second one, I felt that if I continued staying, I would not personally grow. My, and that my growth will be, it was more of as the company grows even more, parang hindi niya katumbas yung growth that I would get from it pa. So I really decided na, oh, if I continue staying here even longer, parang if I do decide to move out, what I got won't be substantial enough. So example, if I stayed for two or three years, yeah, the company really grew if I continued staying. I would know more about the company, uh, be more involved in bigger projects, but then my main takeaway wouldn't be as substantial as if I continue if I move to a different company. And then the third one, <laughs> it's it's just um, I just felt that within the first month I was already turned off with like how everything is going in the company, like the processes, the politics. Um, it's pretty bad. So because of that, I really decided that, yeah, this isn't really for me. And now, currently, I'm shifting into a more logistics-focused um, um, career. So e-commerce and logistics, they, of course, go hand in hand because logistics is needed for an e-commerce company to run. But then, yeah, in a sense, I realized that maybe... I kind of had a burnout already with e-commerce since in a super fast pace siya, you can't each company each e-commerce company especially now during the pandemic mas lumalaki sila so parang their expectation na, oh we got to keep up with like the demand we got to improve a lot of the systems for example create more features and in a parang i realized na Nakakapagod siya, honestly. Imagine mo, two years pa lang ako, tapos ganito na yung sentiments ko about e-commerce. So, ayun. Um, logistics, although it's still a bit more, it's kind of related to e-commerce. It's more focused. And my pa- past um, experiences naman, they were kind of touching on logistics. Especially it's the second job ko, I was actually um, handling logistics talaga. So parang, yung at least what I've learned from these e-commerce platforms, um, I could actually apply it to in my next job. So, ayun, parang overall, parang I reached my peak na rin with e-commerce. Parang, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> dive more into it. Parang I'm okay na, parang goods na ako with that experience. Um, so, ayun, that's my main sentiment about like why I'm leaving my current job. So, ayun. Sige. Um, Mikey? So, um, I guess for me, I left my previous job. It was in a tech company. It's a tech company. I left it around late last year. 
actually I left before I even became one year. So <laughs> one of the, I think I was just 11 months when I left. Almost one year. I should have stayed. I don't know. I left. Um, I, I decided to leave, though it was a difficult choice. But I decided to leave. I guess I can just put it down to one word, which is growth. Um, in the end, I think a lot of us, like me especially, believes that I value growth so much that if I feel like I'm not growing in a company the way that I would want to grow or I prefer to grow, then I, I sad, hard word to say, but it's kind of a waste of your time. One thing that happened was they were going to, my old company was, going, was asking me to do a different line of work, which was different than the reason why I joined. I joined for, um, because they said that I could work on social impact related projects, but then I was told that if I wanted to grow more in the company, then I'd have to take um, more, not really social impact related ones, because that's not profitable, which I won't blame the company because in the end it's just it's still a business you would want to make profit uh so that's not what i wanted i wanted the social impact side i wanted to use tech for social development um and that's why i decided okay this is not how i would want to grow moving forward so that's also why i decided to move to an international development organization because there it's more in line with how i wanted to grow overall so yeah that's me okay so for me naman um well i'm in a very different industry than the two before me so um i work in sustainability and um, sustainable development so um i'm currently on my second job but in relation to your question louis about currently being in a life transition i'm actually transitioning out of this job and moving to another one by next month so um, I guess the reason why I, or what part of the reason why I left my first job uh, right out of college was there were certain, I would say, um, kind of management stuff or, or um, ways of, of working that I didn't exactly agree with, especially because we do work in a space where ethics is very important, you know, um, espousing the right values and being in line with the things that you're advocating for is very important. So I noticed a little bit of a, I don't know, like a discrepancy in, in that and, and that didn't sit well with me. Um, in spite of the fact that the organization is very successful, it's an international org and all of these things, um, there were just certain things in that vein that I didn't exactly agree with. So I don't know, it didn't feel right for me to stay there. And at the same time, um, I don't know, the work culture wasn't the best. I know that for like people in our generation, that's very, very important. You know, the way that management or higher ups um, treat um, their employees is, is very, very crucial to, you know, the overall work experience. Like you don't ever want to feel bad in your place of work, especially because you spend so much time there to begin with. So um, while it was a good experience and I honestly did learn a lot, you know, I felt like it wasn't exactly the place for me to grow. So I moved on to my current job where, I've been for about a year and a half now. So basically the entire pandemic. No, literally the entire pandemic. And um, that one was a really great learning experience for me. As in, honestly, the, the work that I was doing, um, the project that I was able to work on and the, the people I was able to meet as a result of the, organiz or the organizations that we were able to work with are incredible. Like, you know, hats off. Um, I guess... The main reason that I'm deciding to leave from this current situation is that, number one, the opportunity that I found with this job that I'm moving to is amazing. Like, 
Um, actually, the rest of the group knows about this, but they they know that it's super in line with my career goals. Um, gonna move up in terms of responsibility and and sort of my contribution to the company that I'm moving to, stuff like that. And that's really important to me in terms of growth, as uh, Mikey said. And um, with regards to the current organization, um, I don't know, like there, there are certain um, things that I feel like it still needs to be improved on in terms of internal systems and sort of, um, I don't know, like the way things are done. Um, it's quite a small organization in terms of the Philippine office because it's also an international org. So I feel like that's just a function of there not being that many people to begin with. Um, but it got very tiring. I felt like I was doing way, way more than my job description. And honestly, there was a time, there was a period that I got very, very burnt out as in I requested for mental health leave because I couldn't take it anymore. So um, I don't know. I felt like I really needed a change of pace. The work I was doing was also getting a little bit stagnant or a little bit stale, kind of repetitive. So um, I'm the type of person kasi, who really needs variety in the things that I do. Like I like seeking out challenges, even if it's, for example, something that I'm not super familiar with. I'm always down to learn and I like to try new stuff, especially in a work setting. So the fact that in, you know, the work was getting a bit repetitive is kind of turning me off. So you know, all of those factors combined um, kind of led me to decide that, okay, maybe it's time to explore um, opportunities elsewhere. So um, yeah, so once I came upon this new place, I feel, I, it really felt like the stars aligned and everything just worked out. So um, yeah, so once I made that decision, it just solidified for me like, you know, I think it really is time to, to go. I'm personally the type of person because I don't really like risk. So I wouldn't jump from a job until I feel like there's a, there's a place for me to go after. Um, so once I found this place, that's when I really felt like, okay, um, this is a sign that it, it really is the time to, to move on from this current situation. So, yeah, so that's my story, I guess. Zar? Okay, I guess for me, so my first job out of college was at an NGO. Um, I learned so much because it really pushed me out of my comfort zone, you know, coming into the, the NGO world. And it was an NGO, by the way, for OFWs and migrant workers. Oh, the people there were great. I love meeting the people there. I really learned so much. What I like about NGO work, I think it's great as like a first job because, you know, NGOs are very understaffed. So there's so much to do, but you're very limited. So I felt like I was thrown into something that I had to learn very fast if I wanted to significantly contribute to what the advocacy stands for. Like, I was thrown so many things outside my job description, but I feel like at that point, what kept me going was the advocacy, like the commitment and my genuine love for, you know, meeting the OFWs, advocating for their labor rights, you know. But then until now, I'm, I'm no longer at a job, but until now, like, I still talk to my former workmates from there, and I still volunteer with them, and they still offer me, you know, to be part of, like, their seminars and talks, and, you know, some of the OFWs still talk to me, which is, which is great. I feel like I really have a great relationship with them, but I left because, like, I felt like I was just honestly so burned out. Parang after, I think for a year and a half, and I felt like 
the last few months or last few weeks that I was there at my job, parang I just felt like it was more of a burden or parang the spark wasn't there. Parang I was more tired than excited, you know. Parang like sobrang pagod lang talaga ako. And, well, because with the NGO work, kasi, with the nature of that work, I had to interact and deal with um, women who were sexually abused, you know, like rape, like heavy stuff like that. And I noticed that I wasn't able to properly process it. Like, I felt like I also had a lot of, you know, like secondhand trauma from it. And, you know, of course, this is someone that I'm talking to, like, face to face. And then, like, I, I wasn't trained for that. Like, I this, this was not my course in college. Like, I did not have proper training. And I was just thrown into it, in which um, I'm not upset over it or I'm not, I don't regret it. It's just that it was just so much to process and I was like 21 at that time you know it was my first job that I got out of college it was hard for me to process especially on my own we didn't have post-processing because with my former job so I really have to deal with it on my own yeah it was difficult to process that was towards the end but I was like mentally like I wasn't there anymore and like I felt like I just needed to take a step back and I feel like that Take, that was a hard decision for me because I'm like, I really love the work. I really believe in the advocacy. But ultimately, I decided to resign because I was like, you know, I won't be able to contribute if I'm not 100% like mentally and emotionally. Like, it's, it's not going to be good for anyone, especially me. And, you know, the advocacy will still be there. I mean, like, I still support it until now, and I'm still part of it. But, yeah, I just felt like I just needed to take a step back. So, yeah, that's that's for me, I guess. Okay, hello. So my situation is a little bit different from everyone's, just because I'm still in my first job. So... Um, I'm in a health tech startup right now, and I've been here since 2019. Um, actually, even right before I graduated, I was doing part-time already. Um, but I've been here ever since. And I think um, the reason why also it's been you know, this long, as let's say, compared to, compared to the others, is because given the pandemic and everything that's happened in the last year or so, health has obviously been very, very relevant. And also, it's just an environment that I think um, people are starting to realize the importance of and maybe didn't um, pre-pandemic. So a lot of things have changed. Um, also, given that we're a startup, you know, it's a small team. Um, lots of things have changed in the business model. I've been assigned different roles, different from what I um, initially, you know, uh, signed up for. So there's been a lot of um, back and forth. Like I've been immersed in so many different departments and, it's been great, honestly. It's it's been a good experience to really dip my toes in different things, even those that I didn't really know anything about in general um, in the start. So that was a definitely it was definitely a great learning experience for me. Um, though now it's been 
two years, a little bit more than two years. Um, I've been assigned back into my original role, which is great because there's a lot of new um, opportunities for the company to grow. You know, given the pandemic, a lot of things in general for all businesses were just like, what's going on, you know? It was super confusing, such a messy time, I think, 2020 in general. People were trying to find their footing throughout this pandemic. And so now that it's a little bit more stable, um, you know, I can't really say for sure because of how things change um, in the current time given COVID. But um, we've been able to, you know, implement a lot, new thing, a lot of new things, new projects, et cetera, which is very exciting. And again, I'm back to my original role. Um, which is more of developing and growing the company. Um, though I can say that, and I've also mentioned to um, my friends here, that there's always going to be an opportunity for growth um, wherever you are. I I've definitely you know, been so thankful for everything that's happened so far. And it's, it's just, it's been a good experience, but I think I owe it to myself also to try other things um, and to see what else I could be very good at, what else I might be interested in. Um, I'm only 23. This is my first job. And as much as I absolutely find value in my work, um, I also think that, you know, I mean, I can't say this is endgame 100%. Um, I think I should give myself the opportunity to also delve into different possible, you know, development-related fields, see what else, you know, I could contribute to. I don't know. Um, I'm still at that phase where I'm just deciding a lot of things now. And again, it's just, it's a busy time also. There's a lot of things going on. But I know that within, you know, the next year or so, there's definitely going to be a, a greater push for me to really get out of my current comfort zone now. Also because um, growth-wise, again, small team, etc. I report directly under the CEO. Um, I don't know if there's, anywhere up to go um, but I think that you know it, it's been again it's been a good experience but there's always going to be another place where I could also start again um, you know be a student rather than like a, not that I'm an expert I'm not saying I'm an expert or I'm you know at the top of whatever I'm doing but it's just more of there's just I there's just so much I still want to learn and it's so much I still want to explore um, and I think that I owe it to myself to really get out there and try all these other things um, to figure out where I could make the most impact. No, yeah. So, no, th uh, thank you, Arvin, Mikey, Beng, Zar, Bianca, for telling me uh, like, um, how your career journey has been so far. And I noticed that there have been transitions and the reason for those transitions are really a bit of negative and positive, right? I mean, positive in the sense that maybe you found um, growth opportunities elsewhere and maybe negatives in terms of, let's say, the corporate culture, maybe the lack of a work ethic. So, I, I mean, it really goes to show that, uh, you know, there, there's more to a salary, I think, that people really consider when, you know, choosing a job or maybe even staying in a job. Okay, but ito na. 
let's turn up the heat a little. Okay. With, with, with this question especially. Juicy I mean, and, 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 and I want to start ready. <laughs> this question by giving you this thing that I, I, I found on Facebook. It's an interesting, you know those statement cakes or something like that, or happy birthday or you know happy anniversary, something like that. But I, saw, I think it was really more of a meme. Eh? But then the, what was written in the cake was, uh, resign kana <laughs> something like that and then parang i think the description of that facebook post was something like this is the sign that you need you know and i, I can't help but notice that especially for uh, you know a lot of people these days in their early to mid 20s um uh, you know the talk of moving away from your job or resigning or or changing jobs but frequently sometimes some in less than a year I guess my question is, and bahala na kayo how you'd wanna approach the question, it's where do you think this sentiment is coming from? What makes people, especially these days, really talk about resignations, career transitions, and all that in almost such a rapid pace? Me, I, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. You know, the other day, you know how this pandemic, ito na guys, ito na, wala na. Wala nang forma forma tayo dito. <laughs> go, Mikey. Wala nang kalag na. Let's go. Okay. Wala nang oral yeah, exam. Repeat. Repeat. No more, no more, no more oral exam. Like, um, I really value growth. No, no, no. <laughs> no, not that I don't value growth. Anyway, so you know how this pandemic has brought a lot of families to, like, before daily rosaries. And then now it's more like weekly rosaries like that. Um, when I joined a rose, my rosary once, I don't go as often because my work is at night. It's usually 9 p.m. I'm working. Um, my titas were talking about how the young people of today, wala, they just keep leaving. And they think they want to that Oh, it really made me quite frustrated because... I can see the gen, the not uh, the generation gap. Um, there's a mindset. There's a different. There's a difference in mindsets. It's because awareness of what of different things. One aware more uh, people talk about mental health more, which wasn't the thing before. Majority of actually the reason why people leave is partially because they're not mentally okay in where they are, or like their job causes them anxiety because it's not what it's built on a lot of things. It's not what they want to do, like anxiety of the future, anxiety of what you're doing every day, stuff like that. So the mental aspect or an emotional aspect of um, what you're doing is like more talked about now. It's more accepted. People know about it more and people realize now that, okay, that part is valid and that part you have to talk about. And that isn't something that, was as prevalent before. Before you just care about, okay, you need to do this work like this so that you could get promoted and then you just keep grinding regardless. One thing that, because um, I went to the States and I was very unhappy. I was unhappy with what was happening. But then my titas, whenever I talk to them, they would always just say, you know, don't think about your feelings. Because you just, because that's a good opportunity. Sayang lang naman. Just work hard. Parang bali, bahala na kung like homesick ka or nalulukot ka. Parang that's really the reality of life. And I can see the gen- the generation gap of that. Because what I value isn't money. What I value isn't 
like good like, i hated the word good opportunity because they're like you have to just do whatever because it's a good opportunity i remembered Catherine in um hello love goodbye the part na ang ang choice para sa mayaman lang ganun parang because wala it's this i watched it pa while i was in the states so i was like oh, save Catherine grab <laughs> it so i felt it and that's one thing i realized that's the difference we a lot of people want to resign now because they're realizing that their value is beyond what they create their value is beyond like monetary value it's also like your mental health is as important as like getting money like you shouldn't it's it's not just that that that's one thing yeah i guess just to bounce off mikey wow <laughs> processing um yeah just to kind of jump off of that idea i think another thing that in terms of like a mindset shift that's really changed is that people don't look at their jobs anymore as like oh i gotta move up i gotta earn as much as i can and then become the ceo of ganto or whatever um because just for the sake of it i think people in our generation nowadays really feel the need to find value and meaning in the things that they do. Like, if the if the purpose is, you know, you make your boss happy and you do what they tell you to do and it impresses the higher-ups and whatever, that's not enough for a lot of people anymore. Um, so, if, for example, you're in an environment where that is what's happening and that's the structure. is like, you do stuff and then you get a good performance evaluation and then six months later you get promoted and then that's it. But your work is like, let's say, again, as an environmentalist, like if it's like wrecking the planet or if it's causing human rights abuses or something like that, it doesn't sit right with a lot of people anymore because of, I think there's like a growing social awareness of of like different human activities now, especially because industry is so developed and like there's so many different industries now that have emerged. So like that has its own corresponding impact on a lot of different social issues that people care about. So I don't know. I feel like you, you find a lot of like millennials and like older Gen Z people feeling like I need my job to to do something good for the world. And like boomers and whoever else might think that's very hokey and very idealistic. And maybe it is to a certain extent because, you know, the world is the world and you have to live, you have to provide for yourself and your family if you want one. But I I genuinely think it's a good thing that people care about that now. Like, they don't want to just, quote, unquote, I don't really like this term, but, like, sell out and just do whatever it takes to earn as much money as possible, even at the expense of the planet or their values or, you know what I mean? So I think that's a big thing, and I think that is a really different um, mindset from other generations. Not to say that one is right or one is wrong. I don't want to be that person. You can argue about that all day, I guess. But it's very different from the way that like, let's say our parents thought about careers, you know? Um, and that's just a fact. I don't think that's a, that's something that, you know, you could argue. So that's one for me. Like, I think that's, that's kind of where it comes from. And at the same time, I don't know, like, I think the emergence of so many different new kinds of jobs, like, okay, before, not to say that like, there's like three jobs in the world that you could have, but like, it's, um, you could get basically have a job in anything now. Like, imagine people earn so much money from, like, posting stuff on Instagram and, you know, they're fine. Or if they want to, like, make their own business, they can in any kind of 
project or um you know what i mean so there's so many different ways now to to have a career it's not just the the old like i'm gonna enter this company at 23 and then not leave till i'm 60 and then that's that's basically the way that you move up in life so i think the fact that all of those opportunities exist is a good thing and it would be kind of bad for yourself if you limited yourself to just one strain or like one career one really rigid career path and then that's it like you i think you'll even notice now people don't just move jobs a lot but they can't change industries they change like entire career paths or they go to grad school for something totally different and that's just because there's so much more opportunity now to do so many different kinds of things and that's a good thing mm-hmm. i think that's a good thing yeah um i just want to quickly ask a question bang i think it's, yeah. it's because uh, you raised it coming from what Mikey also mentioned, I think there's this generational difference between the way that, uh, you know, baby boomers and Gen Xers see career and how we see career as millennials yeah. and Gen Zers now, right? Um, I like how you, how you put it, no? I mean, there's one, it, one is not necessarily better than the other, but at the same time, you know, especially with the way that Gen Zers, millennials, and boomers talk about these career <laughs> Yeah. Uh, concerns, right? I mean, they can't. They, it's my observation is that they seem to talk over each other rather that than actually, come, you know, come up with something that's a little more conciliatory. And alam mo naman ako, I'm the, the type of person who's trying to, you know, who respects the wisdom of old, but at the same time is uh, very keenly aware of how things are now. Sure. So I, I, I don't know how you, how, how would you perceive it, Ben? Do you think that the differences in generational views on career is it? Is it a development or a deviation? Like when, when you talk about the development, but I mean, um, how we see a career now, but is it still comes from in some sense how our parents saw it, but now it's a little ah, see, more I developed. See. It's a little more. Uh, yeah. we're beginning to see a better picture, or is it a deviation? Meaning to say, we've completely mm. ruptured uh, how they used to see it, returning it all, uh, over, uh, returning it on its head, and we're now redefining the significance of what the career is. So that's what I mean by difference between sure, sure, a development sure. and a deviation. Got Sorry, it, it sounds it. like an oral exam question. Talaga. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I really do stand by my statement that not one is better than the other. It just so happens that I belong to a generation where I really, you know, feel the importance of having positive impact in my and, career. And that's oh, like, the bias, right? Yeah, and that's my bias. And in fact, that's my career path in general, like specifically. So it would be hard for me to say that, you know, I disagree with that kind of sentiment. But I guess on your question, I think it's very much a development. I don't think it's an outright rejection of um, like the previous ways or the older generation's ways of doing things. Because there's still a lot of people who do that more quote-unquote traditional career path, right? Like there's those people who come right out of college, they already have a job locked up and they stay at that company for a long time. Like maybe some of our like business major friends or whatever. I don't want to call anybody out, but you know what I mean? Like that's like, that that still happens. And there are people who actually something I've learned like recently is not to judge people like this. Cause admittedly I was one of those like tree hugger, like, you know, the man take down the man kind of people. But it's a totally valid way to live your life and have a career. So there are still people like that who are, are who like fall within our age bracket. I think it's really just, you know, it's just a function of the the greater level of social awareness that people have. Like it is documented in studies that that younger people like millennials, Gen Z, really, really care on a deep level about social issues. Like 
climate change, um, racial equity, social, uh, socioeconomic equity, stuff like that. And I see that as being so ingrained within the thread of our generation that we could not forego that. Like a lot of people can't just be like, no, I totally reject that and I'll just do my thing. I think, like what you said, like the foundations of how we look for careers and stuff are very much similar, but maybe the careers themselves or like the paths that people go on have kind of developed and, and shifted away from that that traditional way before. So yeah, I, I I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with doing things that way or having that or wanting that stability because again, you gotta be practical and you got to look at the reality of the world, I guess. Like that's the argument of the boomers, I suppose. But um yeah, but I think they can coexist peacefully. And you're right, like admittedly you can people can get pretty militant about their opinions about these things and that's to be expected i suppose but it's it's not like one is an outright rejection of the other per se bianca fire away okay so definitely agree with the points that um mikey and ben said right so um thinking about you know what possible criticism our generation millennials and gen z both um might get in terms of you know how we work and in general Um, because we might quit so easily. I think it really comes down to the events that shaped us growing up and that we currently deal with now and also the values um, that I guess our generations share. Because again, this is also shaped by whatever happens in our lifetime, right? Like personally, in our generation, so much has happened, let's say, in the last 10 years, especially because of technology. You know, we've been so connected to everyone, like hyper-connected. Um, there's just so much information available now and the way that, you know, people and even kids nowadays, the way they grow up will be so different from how you grew up or we grew up and our parents even, right? It's just, it's so, so changes so fast nowadays. And um, given how connected we all are, we also have so much information available, which allows us to have options. We have now, like, again, because maybe one Gen Z or millennial person might be like, okay, maybe I'm not so happy in this job. It's not really fulfilling me anymore. I can find another one. And that's probably true. You know, we have, we have a lot of options to choose from as well. Um, we've also gotten to be very resourceful. I guess, in the way that we deal with a lot of different issues, just because, again, change happens so quickly. Um, not saying that, you know, life isn't particularly stable or anything like that, but it's just that, again, like with COVID and with all the other social justice issues, um, environmental issues, et cetera, that have cropped up recently and that people are really talking about so much now. Again, it, it just happens so very fast. So we also have to adapt to that very, very quickly. Um, also, what, what Sina Beng were saying in terms of like well-being, mental health, etc. That one is also so crucial nowadays. Again, just given all the change that's happening, it's it's taking a bit of you know time for us to also process everything. We need um to be at the right mental space um to do our jobs well. And if let's say a particular job doesn't offer us that, then we might go to somewhere else that might you know, be more accommodating to our well-being. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of factors. And um, I mean, maybe they do criticize our generations because it was different in their time. But you just have to take it into context because they also they didn't go through the same things we did. 
Um, I'm not saying that either side is, you know, right or wrong, but it's, well, I think the reason why we are so focused on like workplace culture, on social impact, on, you know, making sure that people, like things are done right rather than just, you know, quick and easy. Um, I do everything for myself type of mindset thing. Um, it's, it's because we're just so aware of, of everything going on. And I feel like everyone just has this desire to want better things for future generations also because perspectives that come into play from people from different generations. But it's, I think, really just, you know, down to what do we value the most and um, what are we going to do about, you know, our current situations. Oh, yeah, and, and really, just, just to Bianca's point, na, I mean, and I, and I really agree with how the importance of context here. I mean, because if we really think about it, right, um, our parents, our grandparents, no? I mean, especially our grandparents, if you think about it, but their context was that they just came out of the war, of World War II, especially exactly. for our yeah. uh, grandparents who are already in their 80s, right, in which resources were meager, right? And you really couldn't be choosy about what job you got because you really needed to survive. Samantalang now that we're in a different context in which um, there's this heightened awareness of everything. Right? We're now part of this global community, so to speak. And there's now this widening conversation about uh, uh, mental health awareness, about well-being. Okay, Which, again, no, I mean, there are some people, there are many people still you know, who criticize that as being soft issues. I'm a, you know, who, how can you tell if this person is a softie or is too sensitive? But whenever they throw the word well-being or mental health like or like snowflake, or that's, the, that's the thing. But no, I think we're beginning to see how important this that is now and going back to what i was uh, you know i was talking about with bang it, i think in that sense it's a development right that we've always had mental health issues right it's just that now that we've diagnosed them they're now less taboo okay we've put names on them and in many cases we've even had uh, we now have medicines for them okay and and, treat, and and not just medicines really but even you know treatments that help uh, make make that so much better. I think, yeah, I actually super agree with like what everyone is saying. And the thing is, is that companies now as well are actually keeping up as well with how we, I guess, millennials or Gen Z or uh, Gen Zs are working and how we think, how we work. Everyone's keeping up. Like for example, I mean, like personal experience lang. The next job that I'll, I'll be having, it's not so look down upon on if I say na, okay, that's why I left my first job because they didn't Back then, you have to consider about the story that you have to tell to the company. As much as possible, you're not allowed to basically talk shit about a previous company. And that mindset has completely changed right now. I mean, <clears throat> you know, like the three companies that I've been through, they all have like specific stories that I have na, weren't pleasant to me, honestly. Maybe the second one was a bit more pleasant. The first and the third, they're really bad. And I just told the truth with regards to you know, upcoming job that I have. So yeah, basically all companies, startups especially, are more, um, I guess, welcoming with regards to that one. Corporations, in a sense, they're still a bit more hesitant, I guess, but they're also keeping up. Because of course, with regards to like what we acknowledge, how corp corpo jobs are parang they still in a sense parang of course loyalty but it is still something that they consider loyalty is something that of course like the previous generation is 
seems is important. But then for us in our generation right now, hindi na talaga siya masyadong inaano. Kasi parang we all think na okay, like like me personally, even though I jump like from jobs, job to job, parang what I've gotten from each specific experience is something that I could carry on to the next one. It's not necessarily, parang hindi ko naman finocus na, oh, I should have stayed in this company for much longer, dapat yung isko, um, or ganun. And the thing is, like, I think what Beng slightly talked about is that yung parang how the other generations, parang the, the older generation, parang they think about na parang uh, continue getting promoted, ganun, ganun. But then like right now, at this point, a lot of us don't really think about it na so much. Kasi parang example, in my second job, it was, it was, feeling ko mag-gets na ng mga tao, but then e-commerce, it started as a startup, which eventually became Corpo. So it grew bigger and bigger. And my experience there is, you know, I, I did grow, uh, learn a lot. I grew a lot as well. However, parang, although pinupuri, I mean, <laughs> Although parang pinupuri nila ako all the time for like, like, sige, whatever. But then parang, it's, I wasn't weighing on that one so decision ko to leave. Parang, of course, parang other people say na sayang, like you could have grown there, you could have continued, ganun, ganun. But then I felt that it was no value na to me kasi I really felt na, although, yun nga, I'll continue being promoted, parang wala rin. I really couldn't get anything out of it. And I think another thing na lang in like my personal um, experience na lang is that, you know, I am privileged enough to, you know, be someone who came from Ateneo, to be someone who chose a tech course, to be someone who has family. I mean, even my parents, my grandparents, they're all super understanding of my current state with regards to jobs. So parang, this isn't really the case of like, a lot of people. So, parang another thing that we, I think is also important to, you know, highlight is that these different stories about like the, I guess in the sense, millennials being able to jump from job to job isn't really the case that happened back then. Because, you know, a lot of people, our parents, parang they really had to think about na having a stable job is the most important thing. Because, you know, may pinapalaki silang mga anak, basically. Or, in my case, I mean, ako, I'm an only child, so parang, in a sense, metro different. But then, that's their main priority. And of course, yung iniisip nila na they have to stay in a stable job, a high-paying job that will allow them to become promoted para may mapakain sila ng mga anak nila. But then, us, we have that, um, I mean, I mean, at this age, or tayo, I mean, in this group, wala pa naman tayong anak. So, parang, we we really don't have to, oh, <laughs> or bahamero chart. You mean us? <laughs> Expose. <laughs> Pakilabas yung mga anak niyo, joke. But then, <laughs> but then we do, we also don't have that to think about as well. So parang we're at this state na, you know, we can think about growing. But then maybe if we, you know, three to five years after, of course our mindsets will definitely change as well. Kasi, Easy pina, okay, like I have a child. Para yung magiging mindset will also definitely change as well. So, no, and I, I think, Arvin, one thing that 
you mentioned more explicitly and which Mikey also said in passing is that I think in this conversation, we really cannot avoid the topic of privilege too. Yeah, but I mean, definitely. the fact that you are in a position where you can choose a job, right? And yeah. not make salary, let's say, the number one or maybe even the exclusive priority. And, yeah. you know, I guess this is also an opportunity for me to say that that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, whenever I talk to people who are privileged, it's almost like they want to do whatever it takes to remove that privilege in whatever way they can. And I don't think you can. But try to see it in this way, that with the more privilege that you have, the more responsible you are to make sure that you even out the playing field for others. I mean, I, I don't think in any sense that's a messianic thing. It really just is a matter of gratitude. Right? I mean, I think the proper, the proper response to privilege is gratitude and not entitlement. And that gratitude has to be translated concretely in in service of some of some sort right or as i was mentioning really just trying to even out the playing field yeah just to like talk about things of what you talked about with privilege explicitly like i've had this experience i don't know if it's gonna it's kind of an extreme in a sense so parang with regards to my first job um that specific privilege was so apparent um back then because when i was hired I was, I was the only one who came from Ateneo. Everyone else came from, you know, like different colleges, different schools. Some didn't even um, complete college, parang high school. And how I really, it, it was so bad because I really saw how they treated me differently compared to everyone else. And, you know, what I, re- what I felt that time is that parang, shit, like it's, it's real pala. Like I didn't expect, you know, people were talking about it na back then, na parang, you know, Ateneo, ganun, ganun. but I didn't really expect that I could, I will be there to experience how drastic and how bad they treat others. So parang, in a sense, like what I did na lang is that <clears throat> I kind of tried to call it out or parang I didn't feed into what they were doing. Parang I still continued to treat everyone equally, to treat everyone, you know, like, as a nor- like as a normal person, and the thing is, it was super bad because the higher ups were doing that mismo. So parang it was really a shock for me. So parang yun nga, like privilege couldn't be taken out, but we shouldn't you know continue to parang feed into it. Like in a sense, like we could try to change stuff if we could, because parang. I mean, that's just basic human decency to like treat everyone equally. Because it was really getting bad back then. Parang how examples of Viber, palang, how they talk to the, the, everyone else. It was really bad. As in, my murahan na nangyari. But then when they talked to me, it was like, it was super normal. It was casual. Parang bait pa nila sobra sa akin. So, ayun, like, <laughs> grab it, uh-huh. it. Like, it's real. Pala. So, yeah. uh-huh. If you enjoyed this episode and you're considering starting a podcast of your own, please consider using Anchor, the easiest way to make podcasts. For someone like me who was so afraid of the thought of sleepless nights of editing my podcast episodes, Anchor became my best friend. First of all, it's free. 
and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one easy place. So what are you waiting for? Go download the Anchor app right now or visit anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm and go get your voice out there. This is the end of part one of this week's special episode. Tune in again next time for part two of this insightful discussion. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast social media accounts on Facebook, The Millennial Prof Podcast, and Instagram with the handle at themillennialprof.pod. Watch out every week for announcements of new episodes and quotes from previous episodes. I hope you were able to pick up something this week to help you live a more meaningful life. God bless you and cheers.